check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Are you ready for the bullshit? Are you ready to laugh? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Wolf Pussy Monologues Podcast, your weekly Wolf Pussy Therapy. Broadcasting from our studio in beautiful Los Angeles. And now, here's your host, Mags. What up, what it is, how you feeling, how you living, how you being? Welcome to another episode of Wolf Pussy Monologues. I'm your host, Max. So glad to be back in the Wolf Den one more time with all my Wolfpack friends. Today's episode, Bedtime Stories. Yes, we're going to divulge into some sweet, sweet bedtime stories with a Wolf Pussy twist. Hope you like it. Here we go. So, we're going to share our versions of Snow White and the Seven Blood Diamond Miners, Goldilocks and the Three Hoes, and Rapping Rapunzel. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Let's get it. Let's go. All right. First up, Snow White and the Seven Blood Diamond Miners. There was once a beautiful princess that worked at the baddest strip club in the land. Her assets were legendary. But as always, there were haters. One hater in particular was her predecessor, Big Bad Bitch, is what they called her. And before Snow White came along, she was the baddest in the land, okay? There was even a bad bitch alarm installed in the club that only went off for Triple B. That was her name, by the way. Triple B. Upon Snow White's arrival, however, the alarm sounded off for her. And no longer for Triple B. Mm, mm, mm. This was not going to work for Triple B. So she put a plan in motion. She hired a hitman to take Snow White out. The hitman was deeply troubled due to the fact that Snow White was actually his baby sister. Can you believe that, Chet? Instead of killing her, he kidnapped her and took her to some underground friends of his. The Seven Blood Diamond Miners. First, the plan worked perfectly. For years, Triple B thought Snow White was gone until a viral YouTube video linked her to Snow White's OnlyFans page. You know, them OnlyFans pages go viral when the right content is being displayed. Mm-hmm. Anywho, back to the story. Triple B was fucking furious. She attempted to reach the hitman, but he was long gone on a journey somewhere in Tibet some shit. So she set off to do the deed herself. While the miners were away, Triple B disguised herself as a dancer auditioning for Snow White's new music video. As expected, Triple B was chosen to be in the video and at the first rehearsal, she slipped Snow White a Mickey. Only, this was a fatal dose. But, unbeknownst to Triple B, Snow White had a very, very heavy coke habit. So that supposed fatal dose merely knocked out Snow White. But on the flip side of that, nobody could wake her up. Triple B celebrated the event too soon, being that she was arrested and later found guilty of attempted murder. Even though justice was served, Snow White hadn't woke up in one and a half years. Until one day, he arrived. It was the man she needed. It was the guidance she yearned for. It was the Captain Saberhole. Turns out, the seven blood diamond miners had been busy looking for just the right guy 
to maybe help Snow White wake up. Captain Saber whole showed up with candy, flowers, money, nail coupons, gift cards, all kinds of shit. Snow White must have woke up, saw all of that shit laid out before her, and pussy popped into the sunset with Captain Saberhole for a very, very, very happy ending. Pop, lock, and drop. Mm, mm, mm. Let's take a moment of silence to marinate on our first bedtime story. Go ahead and get your water and, you know, have a little little bathroom break, if you will. But I dig it. I'm so glad Triple B got what she deserved in the end because you don't just be hating on folks and then go around trying to kill them. That's just craziness. Jeez. It's bad enough you hating. You got to kill a motherfucker too? Or try to anyway. Moving right along. Let's get on the next bedtime story. Goldilocks and the three hoes. Up next. Let's go. There was once a pimp named Goldilocks. Named for the long blonde locks of hair that tumbled down his back. But he didn't have no hoes. He was rumored to be the nicest pimp in the land. But he had no one to hold down his pimp hand. Upon leaving the swap meet one day, Goldie stumbled upon a flyer for the baddest old contest in the land. Grand prize was 500k and bragging rights, of course. Goldie was so excited, the fish in the heels of his boots even did a happy spin. However, he still had to fix the lack of whole situation in order to attend. Woe is me, he said. How am I to gather the pussy army I need to win this contest? As he drove down the street in the constant fog of thought, he saw one of the prettiest ladies he had seen since Tina Marie was on the scene. Mm, mm, mm. With one mighty swoop, he turned that caddy without spilling a drop of yak and pulled up in front of this mystery woman. With one glance of Goldie, she was hooked. Her name was Vanilla, and she had the ultimate sweetener for the fellas, you did? With the flick of his wrist, Vanilla jumped in that back seat and was part of the team. But Goldie still felt trouble. I can't win a contest with one hoe, you know what I'm saying? While at the car wash later, however, while Goldie was deep in thought and deeply entertained by Vanilla's ability to wash his caddy and still be a total baddie, may I add. Goldie set out for the clubs in hopes of finding another dime to add to his collection. The ladies were indeed enticing, but none had that special fuck it factor. Last stop was Club Booty Juice. He never went before, but he had heard about the international women that worked there. By the end of the night, Goldie felt defeated until the grand finale dancer approached the stage. She was draped in gold glitter, completely naked. She danced with the aggression of a beast in battle. The shitter on this critter was a work of art. As Goldie sat in amazement, Vanilla proved her worth by getting the dancer's contact info before she hit the stage. After the show, Vanilla had the mystery dancer meet them at the palace. But she didn't come alone. The trifecta, the team that Goldie needed, was coming together oh so nicely. At the stroke of 2 a.m., the doorbell rang. In walked the mystery dancer and her protege, Cinnamon. In short, these women were the pussy army Goldie needed. 
The contest was set for the upcoming Friday, and Goldie finally felt ready. At the event, there was wall-to-wall -wall baddies in the building, some with guidance, some without, but it was a great turnout. The moment of truth had came, and it was time for the judging. Goldie just knew he had this in the bag. Vanilla was judged, passed all tests but one. The Booty Firmness Challenge. According to the judges, hers was too soft. Goldie was upset beyond belief, but remained composed in his pimping. Next up was the mystery dancer. She, too, passed all tests with flying colors, except her booty was too hard and muscular, kind of like a stallion. At this point, Goldie had to smoke a camel. No filter, goddammit. Then the last girl in the army had her turn. All the tests were waived except for the booty because she was a finalist. Goldie was shaking in his fish-heeled platforms. The fish covered their eyes with their fins. Cinnamon brought it home. Goldie couldn't believe it. Her booty was just right. Worth 500k. Hey, baby. Last for our list of what the fuck bedtime stories. The story of rapping Rapunzel. There once was a young couple who lived next to a brothel. More than anything, they wanted a child. Finally, after years of trying, they became pregnant. One day, while looking out the window, the wife noticed the biggest watermelon patch she had ever seen. She cried to her husband that she won't eat anything else but that watermelon, and if he didn't go steal some, she would starve herself and the unborn child. Side note, this bitch was a little cray-cray. The husband pleaded with his wife to reconsider. The garden belonged to the brothel owner who was rumored to have powers beyond human comprehension. But the wife wouldn't budge, and he was forced to accommodate her. After getting away with a few watermelons, the husband had been caught by the brothel owner. The owner called the husband a thief and suggested a negotiation. She told him that because he had stolen already, the only thing she wanted was the kid that his wife carried. Of course, he objected, but he didn't know that that particular watermelon patch was under a spell, a dick-growing spell. Soon, the wife had a baby boy, and he was named Rapunzel. Because of the fear of the brothel owner, this couple locked their son in the tall tower to keep him safe. One day, the brothel owner sent over some really strong edibles as a congratulations gift, and soon after, both parents were in a deep, coma-like sleep, and they couldn't be awakened. The brothel owner took over the care of the child, but kept him locked up because she didn't know what the hell she was doing. Time goes on, and Rapping Rapunzel grew smarter and became quite a lyricist while being locked away for years. He would write these vicious and incredible rhymes and toss them down out his window to the people below. He figured since he was locked away, at least a piece of him can get out in the world. Some of his raps reached his parents and the brothel owner, and a few of the brothel workers even took a read. It was no question that he was talented, but no one knew how to get to him. Over the years, the staircase to the top of the tower had deteriorated, so Rapping Rapunzel was literally locked away in the tower. One night, the brothel had a club night, right? It was one of the biggest events in the history of the land. 
the brothel owner knew she had to get Rapunzel on the mic. But how? Then it came to her. She remembered that his mom ate the watermelon from the dick growing patch. All Rapunzel needed was motivation. The brothel owner was tickled at the next idea. She called out the BTS, Big Titty Squad. They all surrounded the tower and called up to rapping Rapunzel. We'll show you our tits if you're throwing out your dick. Tits for dick. Tits for dick. As he gazed at the mountain, mental sight of the biggest, most beautiful tits in the land, his dick began to grow and grow. And soon, with the powerful thud, it reached all the way to the bottom. Due to this magical dick, he was able to snap off the extra long piece, and by the time he slid down, his dick came back to regular size. 10.5 inches. Rapping Rapunzel was joined by his parents and all his newfound friends as he rocked the mic into the night. Well, all right. I strongly suggest none of you niggas tell these spare time stories to your kids, but I guess it's all right for the adults, you dig? Been an awesome blast bringing you this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, I'm your host, Max. Please join us next week. Our next episode entitled, I'm Always the Bad Guy. So yes, it's about me. Mm-hmm. Next week, it's all about Max, because Max is the fucking bad guy. Don't forget, tune in. Love, peace, and hair grease. Stay out them streets. Wolf Pussy, out. Thank you for listening with us in the Wolf Den this week. Please don't forget to subscribe and vibe at wolfpussymonologues.com. Come back next week for more shits and shenanigans. Howl at you soon. It sound right, boy.